Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What's up, besties? It's Danny J. And it's Jill Coleman. What uh, What's going on? It's Monday. Look at us early on Monday, 10 a.m. Monday morning. Look at this us. This is the best way to start a Monday, though. <laughs> it's true. It it's is. True. Um, so I'm moving, and I don't have anywhere to go yet. I, I posted the other day that I, I was packing. I know. I was packing... Um, all our books, which is ridiculous. Really, the only, only thing we have to move is like six boxes of books. Um, <laughs> Do you ever think about but, that? Like, why are we bringing our books everywhere? Yes, you know, like I'm kind of yeah. like you read them and you I can know, get the digital version, but then you just feel bad getting rid of them. But I'm sure there's like some, some people want them. There's something about just having books that feels it good. Feels I don't good. know. It's, it's comfort. It's the one, yeah, it's the one collection. I remember I used to really hardcore judge people about having, um, a bunch of movies like video cassette like, yeah the yeah, tapes. dvds oh you come VHS. to their house and they'd have tapes yeah i mean this is pre <laughs> this is pre-dvd but i would just judge people for buying movies i'm like if you watch it once why would you need to watch it again and i'm like that way with books so i don't know i got issues well speaking of judgment yeah speaking of judging <laughs> we uh are going to talk about this i got a um question in the question box and someone just said are you judgmental and i thought that was an interesting question because i do have a theory behind this and i think I was very judgmental when I was younger. And I think most people are, to be honest. I think, um, I don't know, thinking back to junior high school, high school, even probably college years, I was kind of, someone else asked me like, you know, what are, do you have anything you're embarrassed about? And I think I definitely am embarrassed at some of the mean girl shit that I feel like I was doing in those years. And I think that's kind of normal for girls in that age group to be, kind of mean and not everybody obviously but I think it's easier to be that at that young age and also have a lot of judgment because you are so obsessed with how you're perceived and Mm. um at that age that I think it's easy to feel like you have to be perfect and I was just saying to Danny before we jumped on that I really believe that judgment you judge others to the degree you judge yourself. And I think when you do the work as you get older, have more experiences, have more perspective, see things from a lot of angles, go through a lot of shit, you start to really practice a lot more self-compassion and you're like, oh yeah, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. You start to see your parents aren't perfect, right? You start to see that everyone is human and everyone's doing the best they can. And so you kind of start to, you stop judging yourself. You know, if you're lucky enough to, I'm sure there's definitely people who are older who still judge themselves. But I do think that the degree to which we judge others is dependent on how much we judge ourselves. So I think if you can do the work of starting, at least for me, when I got into self-compassion work and I started reading books on self-compassion and really understanding a lot of that and gratitude, and things like that, I was like, I kind of just saw everyone as doing their best, including myself. And so I wasn't as harshly a judge of other people because I I was able to have a little more empathy. Um, So I'm not sure if your experience has been similar, but I mean, also, what is even an example of judgment? You know, I guess when I think of judgment, I think about those like housewives shows, 
you know yeah. like i always think about gossip and like the reality show sort of and it makes for good television right but i feel greasy even watching those i don't know if you've ever, if you've watched a show like that in a while like i was i got into um What's the one? It's a real estate show here in LA. Oh, Selling oh, Sunset. Selling Sunset. And I yeah. got into it because I was like, oh, I kind of like know these places. I've been to some of these yeah. places. So it was kind of fun. But like I could not do, I love seeing the houses and whatever, but I could not do the gossip part. And that was part of the show it was like, it's all these beautiful women all working together as realtors. And it was very like, you know, sort of cutthroat. And I yeah. couldn't sit through the conversations and the gossip and the, talking shit behind people's back like it, it literally made me feel just greasy inside I was like I can't watch this show it's like making me stupider and so I don't know I think that when I think of judgment judgmental I think of you know a level of m- maliciousness or insecurity mm. and gossip frankly is kind of how I see yeah. it yeah I feel like that's probably similar to my definition of judgment kind of a gossip kind of um, self-righteousness um, better than, I guess that's kind of the same as some self-righteousness. Um, and I'm with you on as a, when I was younger, it was, I was super way more judgmental than I am now. And I will say I still am in a lot of, in a lot of things. Um, I'm working on that. And I feel like there are certain things where I, I'm, I will catch myself being judgmental and I'm going, ah, that's, that's shitty thing to do. But I think it does come down to, I like your self-awareness around it's just you think everyone's looking at you so then you're kind of pushing it out it's really the amount of how much you're judging yourself I felt like I grew up in a my mom was really judgmental I felt to me all the time and that turned into me being really self-aware I don't know self-aware just judgment of myself yeah and so then I'd be looking at other people and judging them on the way in which I was judged so it was kind of like it was placed on me and then I put it on other people too if I'm being held to these standards then everyone needs to be held to these standards kind of thing and that's something that I've really had to work through um, and myself being probably the hardest one to stop judging and I remember when we first started hanging out uh, after the affairs there was a lot of things I'd say and you, you would really kind of harp on me to stop being so judgmental of myself and it was hard to let go of that and it's almost like um, a safety net like if I can be mad at myself then no one else can or if I can if I can be hard on myself, then no one else can. It's kind of some kind of self-protection I think is in there. And then judging other people, it almost, when you're judging others, you have to be kind of quote above them, right? So if you're able to find something on someone else that you can judge them for, then you can hold the status of being better than them. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's something to, to judgment that keeps us safe, that keeps us in a place of higher status that keeps us uh, feeling better about ourselves. And that's why we like those shows, because we can watch the Kardashians. And even though we know they have more money than us, they're more celebrity, they have all the things we probably deep down wish we had, we can judge them for being shallow or whatever it is that we want to say. So we feel better about ourselves. Which is ironic because we're judging that we're doing the same thing that we're judging them for. Yes, yes. Judgment really is so circular, isn't it? It's like, I know you talk about Byron Katie's judge your neighbor worksheet when you had that experience. But when we look at what we're judging other people on, it's really that whole like one finger pointed out and three fingers pointed back at you scenario, right? It's more often than not, those hard judgments are really back on ourselves. And it's, I, I feel like the person who wrote in the question box, this is the funny thing, is that they asked, are you judgmental? 
assuming you were judgmental, right? <laughs> yeah. There was They were probably putting that on you like, hey, you're judgmental, bitch. Uh, look how judgmental you are. And they're judging you for being judgmental. Right. I really I really feel like that's the reason they put it in the anonymous box. Um, but some of the things that have helped me become less judgmental have been, unfortunately, hard life experiences. Things that I judged people on when they happened to me, I, it made me take a step back and go, oh, this isn't so cut and dry. The affair was a big example. I remember saying out loud and many times while I was married, if anybody ever cheated on me, if my partner ever cheated on me, I would leave. Like, I'm not going to tolerate that. And the moment it happened, I was so sad. And I was like, why? And I don't want to go. I don't want to leave. Like, what did you do this for? Why would you ruin this relationship? And it was confronting to be in the scenario that I said I would never tolerate and I would walk right out to not have that feeling and to go, oh, wait a second, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I think a lot of times, and maybe this maybe this is one of the things that helps people is going through life experience and realizing it's not always what we think it is and we're not going to react how we think someone, quote, should until it happens to us. And then we have to take a step back and put our ego in check and realize that maybe we don't know what we're talking about. And I think that was one of the biggest things for me was ha being handed something in life that I didn't think I would uh, experience. And it was a lot different in real life to handle than I thought it was looking, you know, on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. And I had so much more compassion and recognition that I can't make judgments on other people of how they decide to do something, they don't decide to do something because you just really don't know what's going on. And so that was a big um, and not to not to say that I was judgmental all the way up into that point, like super judgmental all the way up till I was 35, but that was definitely a, a really, really big one that made me um, made me reevaluate how I look at people's situations and scenarios and and give a little less input on what I thought. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that. And I as you were saying, and I was agreeing that it really it really, those big life events really that are, you know, you kind of eat humble pie. Like I know for me mm -hmm. going through that, I was just like not, it was not something I ever thought I would go through. Um, and we all have our assumptions or judgments about someone who gets cheated on as in a very real sense. You know, I don't know about you, but I certainly was like, oh, they must not be having sex. She must be a nag, a bad wife to drive him mm -hmm. to, to go outside the relationship, you know? And I'm not proud of those, obviously, but that's just kind of what we hear. We just assume that and we kind of hear these things. Oh, well, he went outside the relationship because she's like the worst and like she's not giving it up and like whatever. And then you, and then it happens to you and you're like, not at all the case here, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, then you do question. And so I think when some of these things start to happen to you and then you do see more angles and have more perspective and you just to your point you just go actually I don't fucking know and I don't even have I don't have a judgment because I actually can't ever assume that I would know one of the things that I have seen a little bit and you know I I do believe that I grew up with you know my parents being a little bit judgmental as well um one of my parents lost a lot of weight he um he was like at 1.300 pounds, lost a whole bunch of weight. And so for him, because he was able to do it successfully, he, I can tell that he judges people who uh, are overweight mm -hmm. more, you know, than I would, because I'm a personal trainer and I see like people who come to me, who, like literally can't lose weight and it's hormonal issues and all these kind of things. But he only has his own perspective of being able to successfully lose weight. So he doesn't understand why someone would have a hard time with it. So I think sometimes if you've had success, I think it's really easy to judge people who haven't been able to do what you have done and haven't had this, the 
success because you're like, well, I was able to do it. Why can't they? And then it becomes this really, I don't know what the word is. It becomes a self-righteousness thing, right? You're like, I had all, I didn't have any tools. I was able to do it. I was born, Mm. I was born poor and I was able to pull myself up by my bootstraps. And you kind of see that. So I think a lot of this, what we're talking about, we're we're talking about judgment. We're also talking about empathy, right? That would be the opposite of judgment. Dang, I see this so much in the coaching space, honestly. When you brought that up, um, I see this in the money space a lot of these abundance coaches who are just ragging on like, I figured it out. I came from nothing. I slept on my sister's couch or my (laughs) brother's couch and I was living in a car for three weeks and now like six months later, I made six figures and then I made seven figures. Like, why can't you? What's your excuse? I see that so much and it is really easy to have some success and then judge but I feel like that's happened to me and then I fucking lost it all again I'm like oh you can also lose it just as like you can get off your sister's couch and make some figures and then also get back to the couch so I think it comes back to like having these humble pie life experiences and if you just don't have enough of those then you get to feel good about yourself for figuring it out I mean my business my personal training business was called no excuses And it makes me cringe, but it was because I was paralyzed and I would see people in the gym a lot who were having handy, uh, like having handicaps like I did, who were just working hard. And I was like, so impressed by that. I'm going, holy cow, I never noticed anybody with disabilities before I was disabled because you just really don't pay attention that much when you don't, when you're 22 and you don't need to. But when I was in a walker, I started to notice people with canes, people in wheelchairs. And I was going, oh my God, there's so many people here that are just doing it. And so that inspired me to do it. And then I was walking again and I was running again and I became a personal trainer and I was like, no excuses, you could do it. But I never had children. I never had a sick parent. I never had another like longer illness. I mean, I actually was able to walk again. What if I wasn't? So there there are, I love that example you gave because sometimes that level of success makes us more judgmental. And I, I think empathy is the other piece, the other side of the coin because yep. we don't know what's going, uh, we don't know what someone is going through. And actually, I wanted to bring this up before we recorded. I'm just going to say it here. I watched this movie, The Whale, um, last weekend. It is uh, Brendan Fraser, and basically he's, I don't know how, I get, Jeff said he had heard won a lot of awards. We didn't know anybody who watched it, and this man in the movie, Brendan Fraser, his character is like, I want to say 600 pounds, 400 pounds. He's very, very overweight. The whole movie is in his apartment. He just never leaves his apartment, and he's, I think this all happens within a week. He's basically dying from heart, congestive heart failure. And um, I won't like share the whole movie, but basically you come to find out how we got in that situation, how we gained so much weight. And it was so deeply sad. Like I'm even tearing up thinking about it, (laughs) Jesus. It was so deeply sad. And like, I feel like you could look at someone who weighs 600 pounds, 500 pounds and just judge them so harshly. Like how could they let themselves go? And y'all got to watch this movie. I was bawling. (laughs) Literally there's so many right now. There were so many layers of trauma in this movie with his with uh, different characters that were in the movie. There was only like four characters. And it is just this you don't know what people have gone through in their lives. You don't know what they've walked through. It's not as simple as just working out and you know eating healthy. And it was one of those movies that just like I couldn't stop thinking about the next day. I woke up sad. <laughs> Wow, and you're I'm really crying right it. now. Yeah, you're really sad. Re- <laughs> we can't it's wait so to good. see it. I know, but it's it is really one of those like speaking of empathy. It 
made me so empathetic and uh, feel so compassionate towards someone whose story you just don't know. And um, we just we just don't fucking know what people are going through. So it's so easy to say, oh, all they have to do is this. All you need to do is like have some affirmations. All you need to do is just stop putting food in your mouth. Right. Well, we don't know. We just don't know. And so having more empathy and compassion is I think the key to flipping that judgment piece around yeah. and getting cu- getting curious I think getting curious before we're making assumptions about people and I get it like some people are just assholes and you just want to judge them you're like you know what you're a dick you deserve this in fact the the uh, interview with Emily Emily Huff recently um it's Huff that's how you say it Goff Goff <laughs> okay Emily Goff um when I kind of jumped out at like why should we care about these men I do like on the deepest level of Danny I do have a lot of compassion and curiosity around why these men are doing things and I also do have a level of like I don't have time to tolerate this but I really think that we could all stand to have a little bit more compassion and curiosity and empathy towards what people are going through you know I also yeah and I totally agree but at the end of the day you know everyone's human and this goes to not judging yourself don't judge yourself if you find yourself judging, right? Like that's the thing. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, sometimes I get to call up Danny and I just got to fucking vent. And I could be like, this fucking person, these fucking dudes commenting on my, po-, like, you know what I mean? You just, so you judge because you're getting a hit and that's totally normal. I think like a lot of things we talk about in this podcast, you don't have to stay there, but also realize that some, a lot of times if we're feeling defensive or we're feeling insecure, we're feeling some kind of way the, the natural tendency would be to defend, deflect, and judge. And that's just part of being human. And then you just go, okay, yeah, I can. So it might take like maybe like the second iteration <laughs> is compassion, right? Maybe the first iteration is, dude, can you can I just fucking talk to you and like vent for five seconds? Because I just got to fucking get this out. And I trust that you're not going to judge me for being judgmental, right? Because that's the thing too. We talk about building a friendship and we've, we've done a couple episodes on this recently around you know, letting the people closest to you see the full scope of you. To me, Mm -hmm. that really is the intimacy of a friendship or relationship is that you can be that base level person in that, like at times with that friendship, with that friend or with that partner, and they don't judge you for it. They're not like, oh, she's this way. They just realize that it's a moment in time. You need to judge, you need to process, you need to vent but that's not who you are. And mm. to me, that's really the hallmark of, and I think for you and I, we certainly have moments like that. You know, I've had that with all my other really good friends where it's like, hey, can you just hold down for me right now? Because I just have to be like base level as fuck and just judge the fuck out of the situation. But then you don't assume that that person, it would be like, I don't know, it would be like a girlfriend coming to you and wanting to vent about their partner. You don't then think their partner's an asshole, right? You just yeah. go, cool. I'm here for you. I hold it down for you. I still love your partner. As long as you're choosing them, I choose them too. You know, but you don't take it in and go, yeah, fuck that guy. Right. You're just like, cool. I got you. Right. You don't make it mean something about their partner. You just realize this is a moment in time that they have to vent and that's just it. And to me, that's where real friendship is and real intimacy, like emotional intimacy is if you can have those relationship with your friends and they don't judge you for those moments. Uh, I love that so much. And judging yourself for judging is like just, it's <laughs> the nev- mind fuck. You're just like, wait a second, just stop, stop it right there. I, I love that. And it is important just to have those, the ability to know that you can just 
judge and be like, fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck this, you level. know. Yeah. I mean, and Danny, <laughs> and so just so people know, after we had that conversation with Emily, Danny messaged me after and said, oh, you know, did that, was that okay? Like, I'm, I, I don't know. I feel bad that it came off that way. And I was like, dude, I would have said it if you didn't. Like, to me, I didn't right. see anything wrong with it. I know you were kind of feeling like, ah, oh, was that okay? And believe me, I've definitely said things on this podcast that afterwards I'm like, well, it's not a little too much, but I'm also just like, it's real, you know? So you yeah. can never, and I'll never forget, I think when you and I, uh, met the mind pump guys in 2018 we had them on the show one thing they said to me really resonated and they said we've never deleted anything off the show they're like mm. we just said you know what if if we're gonna say it on the show then we're gonna publish it and so you know I think you you and I maybe deleted a few things but for the most part what you see is what you get and I feel like that's even a service so if that comes off as some way or harsh or judgmental or whatever I'm just going to assume that people can handle that. But the idea that I'm going to go back and, you know, try and edit and censor something I would just normally say to my girlfriends on the show. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. To me, you guys deserve the truth. And so, yeah, <laughs> when you said that to me, I was like, dude, I would have said the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. To me, it was all good. And that's just, and it's real. And I think we had a lot of, and it was ironic because we did have um, my ex-husband listened to the show afterwards because him and Emily are writing the book together and he messaged me and he said, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you guys about what you said about, you know, mm -hmm. men not being able to hold it down. And so we're going to get him on the show and we're going to have that whole discussion around that. But I think it was a good one. Yeah, I love that. I think it is important to not necessarily self-censor or edit. You can change your mind or you can say something and go, that wasn't right, what that I wasn't, really meant. Yeah. You're like, uh, I was just know, working I felt through in the it. moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was working through exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. And we do when we're in moments of high emotion or triggered, there's things that sometimes come out that are not always the, the base level, highest level of yeah, ourselves. Not the most evolved version. But again, that's part <laughs> of being non judgmental, right? That's part of empathy and yeah. part of compassion is going, that's not my best version. And I know that, and I don't want to stay there. Then asking yourself, what is a more evolved way to come at this? What does that look like? You know, and then challenging yeah. yourself. That's what personal development is. It's not about never having that base level side of you show up. It's just when it does show up to recognize it and then maybe, you know, in time, choose something different. I love that. The, we just talked about a couple episodes back, um, that girl's page that I was following, Kia's World. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this got this came to my brain, but... She talks a lot about the toxic positivity in the personal development space and people just saying like, just choose happy, just choose to be happy. And sometimes like life is hard and we're just having, we're struggling. And so I, I think in this podcast, we give each other a lot of permission to have those feelings, to have some negative things come up, figure it out later. But she started signing off saying choose sadness. <laughs> and she has, she has merch that says choose sadness and I died. I just, I love irony and when people just kind of poke fun at these things. So <laughs> I don't know, made me think of that for some we reason. We'll have to get her on the podcast. Yeah, choose oh, sadness. Man, that's so funny. Um, well, anyway, I think this is a good discussion and, you know, it's one that we've sort of talked around but have not had a de uh, dedicated episode. So bottom line, if you judge, it's okay, but don't judge yourself for judging. Realize, have the awareness, and then maybe choose something else. And also yeah, just have a better relationship with yourself, right? Like at the end of the day, I, I do believe that we're more harsh on other people when we're harsh on ourselves. So I think it really, back to you, it always starts with us. Mm. Yeah, stop judging us, guys. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, uh, if you are going to judge us, give us five stars on the review on 
your podcast app. And if you could leave a review on Spotify, I don't know where to read the reviews, but our stars are down a little bit. So if you could leave five stars on Spotify, that'd be really amazing. I'd love you so much and be your best friend. Um, so go to Spotify if you listen there, give us five stars and leave a review if you can. I'll look for them. I don't know if there is a space. Or on iTunes, you can leave a five-star review and leave a written review so other people can hear us. We would so much appreciate it. And if you want to leave us any topic ideas that you have or things you're thinking about or even just some thoughts around this episode, post in our private Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com. There's a link there to join. In fact, we've had some conversations recently um, around the feminine masculine uh, conversation with Kelly. So we might need to bring her back and clarify some things, uh, have a little feminine masculine 101. And so we love that. We love the conversations. And sometimes we'll post in there just to say, hi, what's up and see what y'all are up to. So hope to see you on the next episode. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.